Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode number two of Turn Back the Clock. And I'm your host, Dylan and Adam. And we are going to talk about the 1950s sets that we didn't discuss in this roundtable that we did this last week. There's a few sets that didn't really get any mention and any love. And one even got poo-pooed. Well, we just kind of want to talk about it, show a couple cards from that era, and then we're going to dive into the future of a different topic. So just every week, we're going to be changing the topic. And tonight, we're going to talk about Adam's incredible Mickey Mantle collection. Now, if you guys don't, you guys don't know how crazy Adam is about his Mickey Mantle cards, you really got to check out his channel and see the stuff that he's got it's it's incredible and he does tons he probably has thousands of playing day non-playing day cards so with all that said um adam you want to talk talk about the 50s to begin with yeah yeah so i mean that was such a fun time that you know it it reminded me of like when i was in uh, high school and college we, you know, my buddies and me would, we would like sit around and, and we would just talk about, we would make like rankings and lists and we would like have debates, like what, what team was better than this team in history or which player, how do you rank your, so it was like so fun for me. Cause it took me right back to what I used to do all the time. Anyway, it's just, we're doing it with cards and sets. So that fifties talk was awesome uh, with uh, Adam and Doug, just great group we had there. That was a great time. So yeah, but you know, I, I thought about it and specifically for me, you know, I, my, I said my favorite set based on my criteria in that round table was the 1958 top set. Uh, and then my second favorite was 56. But there was, I would say the third set, uh, and it was close, uh, that I really wanted to mention that we didn't mention at all in that talk was the 1959 top set. Uh, for me personally, that um, similar to 58, it's just got so many cool cards in it. It's not like some of the other sets that, you know, have all base cards, um, which again are great, but I'm a guy, I like the all-star cards. I like the multiplayer cards, the subsets and 59 tops has some incredible cards. I, I have, you let me know when you want me to show. Yeah, I let got, me blast you, dude. That's what yeah. it's about. You're solo. So, so uh, you know, I'll start with the, of course, a mantle had this one for a while. Um, so this, the base cards are awesome too. I mean, just the color. This is the uh, 59 tops mantle and a PSA seven. Oh man, that is nice. And uh, look at that. Look at that label. It starts with a zero. Old school label there. Oh yeah, look at that. Probably graded 20 years ago. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, just a beautiful. I love the red and the and the circle there. I mean, it's just such a great looking set. I know you like those logos there. Um, Beautiful base card. That's but. an iconic, like that's a Yankee. I don't know why that, about that card right there. It just shoots Yankees to me. Even though it's red, that card is just, it's such a sick card. I don't have that card and I really want it. But, you know, I have the generic versions, the Whitey Ford and, you know, the Maris. Like, but it, it just doesn't, doesn't hit the buttons like that one. And um, I have, I, I, I didn't bring it with me, but um, I have the all-star card of Mantle too. So I love the all-star cards in 59. Uh, if you, I'm sure you. you yeah, I got have. one right here. I'll pop All it right. on. 
Yeah. Uh, All right. So, I, you I, out. so dude, I, I wanted to talk about the 59 set so bad too. Yeah. Um, this guy right here, I've got, I've got quite a few, um, but this is the Ernie Banks. Wow. And so the sporting news, all-star cards, just the design of these, isn't it just an awesome card? Yes. It's something about this design. And then the backs are really cool. I just love them. And then you also in that set, not to take your thunder, but you have these, which are my favorite, one of my favorite designs of all time in all yeah. the tops. Those Except are awesome. They, they're awesome, but there's no mega stars. Right. You know, you got Ron Fairley, but he, dude, it just doesn't do it. I just wish there was a Mickey Mantle or anybody. I know. Um, but just awesome cards. And it looks like a base card on the back, which is really weird. But uh, yeah, continue on. After I yeah. saw thunder and the uh, the mantle all star, it's got like a blue background. So like I think the the for I'm right. I think yeah, the '59. It's got like a blue sporting news background. So it's not like they kind of for the American League, right? It was blue and then red, maybe for the National. League. I, I yes, they do. Yeah, you know what? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I believe so. I think that's I think the same so. as the '58, right? Because the maze. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I actually have all red ones, which is really weird. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah I need to look. You know what? What's super cool? Uh, so I don't know if you guys know. Let me just pull solo real solo mission really fast to show you guys. Look at that thing. Oh, yeah, I muted myself. Okay, are you familiar with this book, Adam? No, no, I don't okay, think this so. is this is a must have for every collector. So when I'm doing a show like this or like what we did, this has every tops card designed. Whoa. For the last, I don't know what this goes up to, like 85 or something. This is where I get all my information. So instead of looking through my collection sometimes, I just like looking through this book. So I highly recommend it. And uh, Cyberger put this together. So you know it's a good book. And then you also have Willie Mays wrote in this book as well. There's a paragraph that he wrote in here. Just in every single year. Let me see if I pull one up really fast. Has I know I don't really like it when people show books either. It's really weird. But just to show you guys, it talks about the set and how it's laid out. And it's just a, a really a must-have for any collector out there. They're like 30 bucks on eBay. You can get them. You have to have one. So that's what I that's my main go-to when I'm searching for cards too. I'll hunt through that book and just look for which ones. So a good way for me to check to see if there's blue ones would have been go to 59, search in there. But yeah, so 59, what else you got? What well, other ones you want to talk about? I got three more from 59. Um, probably okay, my three favorites, really, of, of uh, okay. any of the cards. So, I mean, one of my favorite cards of all time, the, oh. the out of the one of my favorite subsets of all time, which is another reason I love this set, the Baseball Thrills. Yes. These cards yes. are awesome. And let me tell you, you know, this is a PSA 8. These are, in my opinion, very, very uh, inexpensive compared to what they probably should be. I mean, it's a 1958 Willie Mays card. Um, and you can, I mean, check the prices of these baseball thrills cards. And it's they're nowhere near what, like, even the base cards are from 59 as far as prices. Yeah, they're mega, mega cheap, in my opinion. That's the most expensive one in the whole set. Dude, look at this. You're going to trip out because, wait, let me see Exit solo. Look at that. I have it framed oh, up. Yeah. On my, above my desk right now. 
this is one of my favorite cards I've ever had in my whole life. My dad had this, not this exact piece of cardboard, but this card in his drawer as a kid. And the, it was ripped, like half of it was ripped apart. And this was like one of the first cards I had to own as a vintage collector. So I love that you brought that up. And I didn't even have that on my list because it's sitting over top of my desk. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, awesome. like, for me, like that was one of the store. That's honestly, that's one of the reasons I wanted to go on YouTube is uh, uh, the off chance that like someone younger, some younger person, younger generation will come across, you know, one of my videos where I talk about some of these stories that I was told as a kid and maybe pass that on somehow to, even if it's just to one person and then it catches on and, and they think it's a cool story. I mean, this was a story I was told when I was a kid that Willie yep. Mays, the greatest catch of all time in the world series, uh, 1954, and this, it's literally, this is a card of that. I mean, it's incredible to me, the thought of this card. So I agree. I always love it. And uh, another, this is my highest graded mantle card in my collect, uh, mantle playing days card in my collection. A mint nine in the love that card. mantle hits 42nd homer for crown baseball thrills. I mean, again, if we're, just, if we're just going off of like the way the card looks to me, the design, oh. the the photo, the, well, the art on it, like, this is up there for me as far as greatest cards. I know, again, I know it's not considered like one of his best cards and it doesn't sell for what even the base card sells for. But I mean, all is things. Is it the World Series? Because there. that looks like a World Series banner in the background. Yeah. It's just an incredible card. I, I have that card, but a mint nine, you're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I went for it on this one. Again, got it. I got it probably two or three years ago. So uh, yeah. much but you know, I looked up, I did a video on this card way back and um, the price on this card really hasn't moved that much. It's, I mean, I'm not saying it's like under the radar, but it's not, um, you know, it's not a card you see a lot, like on people showing off cards on social media. Uh, no, but I not. think it's one of the best cards of Mantle. <laughs> I really yeah, do. I, I agree. I agree. Oh, I'm sure that nine's moved a lot. Maybe the lower grade version of that card hasn't moved much. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, like a $40 card you can get in, in a lower grade. No problem. Yeah, and it's got the ball in the air about, I mean, it's incredible. Um, and then the last one from 59, I got this card today in the mail and I didn't get it because of this. Uh, it just happened. It was a card that I need to credit you because you yes. showed it on your channel. And um, it, when I saw it, I don't know how I had never seen this card before. I uh, But you showed it on your channel and I was like, how have I never seen that card? <laughs> it's Fence Busters. Ah, uh, yes. And you, when you showed it, I was like, he's right. That is one of the, the most beautiful cards of all time. And yep. uh, I was like, I got to get that. And I finally got around to getting it. And it got here today in the mail. PSA Dude, 7. that's awesome. Yep. We're twinsies on the 7 on that too. Mine's up, mine's on my wall right now above me. Yeah, I mean, I think I paid, I to, oh, man, it was 100, I don't know, 100, I don't remember. But it was not like crazy prices. Again, for a PSA 7 1958 card or 1959 card with Hank Aaron and Eddie Matthews on it. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those two guys, imagine being a pitcher and going against those two guys in the lineup. Those guys were incredible together. Yep. Like uh, I, that card means so much to me. I, I, I can't, dude, I can't believe that's another card that I didn't bring out this show. You know, yeah, well, I, I, I got us covered on that one. So awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so you got that. I was so like, I'm like, it's 1950. It's not like it's some obscure, obscure set. I'm like, how the heck did I never see that? And uh, when I had Scott from Reindeer Studios on for a three and three on my channel, 
Uh, he showed the, you know, there's a there's one of those cards with uh, Cleveland Indians. I think it's Colavito yeah. and somebody else. Yeah. And I, I forget the name of the card. Like it's the same Clemente's thing. Clemente's on it too. Yeah. And uh, I was like, how have I never seen that card either? It's from like, from a set that's very popular. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes they just escape you. And you got to get that. You got to get the book that I got. Yep. I need the book. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. 59 tops. I wanted to give that some, some recognition because again, I never mentioned it and I meant to, uh, but I think that's and for me, the third, my third favorite in the whole fifties. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't disagree with that. So with you doing your third favorite, what's funny, Adam, is we had the same opinion on the 56 tops. I'll show one here. That's my, that, is my number two and i kind of based my opinions on uh, obviously number one was off design but also just because i collect I, I looked at my collection and realized that i had more 56s and more 58s than anything else so obviously those were my favorite sets and, and the 58 was a kind of a no-brainer for me can but i, I agree with you on, that, one. on um, that 56 ted williams card that you just showed yeah. Uh, does to I don't know for for some reason every time I've ever seen that card does it look like he's looking up like he just popped up? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Like it yeah, doesn't let's show like that. Let's show that again. Run, right? Yeah, you're right. It's totally a full pop up foul ball. Yeah. So or, uh, or like, you know not foul ball, but it could be foul or yeah, he popped up, no doubt. Yeah. Like I wish they used a different one where he hit a home run when he's like looking out over the fence. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't you're know. Right. It's a great card, but that's always for me. Like one of the reasons I've never bought it yet. I probably will at some point, but I never got it just because it's like I can't get that out of my head. It's weird things, man. That that happens. I don't know. I I love that because I never really noticed that, and I have three of these because I it's like my favorite Ted one of my favorite Ted Williams cards. Yeah. Well, I don't want to read it. For you. <laughs> uh, and okay, so another set that we totally did not talk about whatsoever was. One of the greatest sets of all time as well. And in 1955 tops. And I say 1955 tops is, is kind of a, a runoff of the 1954 tops with a different layout, with a sideways layout. So here you got your Warren Spawn in SGC5. I love Warren Spawn's cards. He has fantastic looking cards. And then, of course, you know, I have two or three of these Williams cards, different grades. Um, can't go card. wrong. Yeah, and you got Clemente's rookie. Well, I think Dylan dropped off for a sec. He'll probably be right back, but I actually brought my. There I am. Oh, while you were oh, gone, I figured you? I'd show my Ted Williams too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. That's oh, sick. Yours is better centered. Mine's a it six. Is. Yours is yeah, better centered. Yours is sharp, <laughs> sharp corners. Yeah, but it's just a really cool card. I mean, the, the logo, the old Red Sox logo, and him taking a cut. Beautiful art card. Love it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we kind of skipped over that 55 set. And, and it's funny. I mean, there was just four of us on the panel, but 55 is absolutely stunning design. And then you got Clemente's rookie. You got Harmon Kilbrew's rookie. Um God, who else? Uh, Sandy Koufax is oh, rookie. Man. The one wow. that I I have to get. Like I don't know because how I don't have that card yet. Ugh. I don't have any of those rookies. I have I don't have the Clemente yeah. rookie, Koufax, uh, or the Killerbrew rookie. 
And now that I think of it, I was saying that 54 was the best rookie year. Uh, man, 55's up there, too. That's tough. It's up there. I, I still say 54 beats it. You got Banks and Hank Aaron and Al K-Line. Right, right. But, yeah, you could you could definitely make an argument that 55 is 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 better, especially there's a lot of huge diehard Clemente fans. Yep. So there's an argument to be made. So the next set, um, there's two other sets we didn't really – talk about one we poo-pooed on and i as well happened to just get a lot of cards uh, a three lock and they had one picture on ebay and then you had to click on there and go and look at the other cards and i just randomly i'm like an opportunistic guy on ebay just hunting what's ending soonest and search for four hours and then like the ones i want to follow through right so i scored i was super stoked on this I'll show you these 57 tops. The ones we all we both all said were our least favorite. Maybe our least favorites, but they're still really glorious. It's a glorious, clean-looking set. I got this Duke, Duke Snyder and a PSA 5, perfectly centered. I have a PSA 6 in this, which is going up on eBay this weekend because it's slightly off-centered. It's still very nice, the one I'm going to sell. I was just stunned. And then the guy that I bought these from, sent me a message and he watched my YouTube channel, which was so funny. I couldn't believe it. Oh, what are you doing selling these things? And then I got this Campanella perfectly centered 3.5. I love this campy card. I love his pants, how baggy they are. Yep. I've always just loved this image. So just a stunning card. And then I also got this Ernie Banks, which I had sold earlier in the year. Um, I put it in one of those packs and it was a off centered version. And I just, I love this centered one so much more. So all three of those cards, it was 200 and something dollars, 200 and like $10 with shipping and everything. Uh, I was just stoked to get them. Perfectly centered, all three of them. So glorious, glorious set. You have any uh, any of those 57s to show off? I don't have any of the 57s, but I, I you know, the it's like that with pretty much all the sets from like, you know, vintage sets. The more I look at it, like just looking at that, like I said the same thing. Oh, 57 is my least favorite. Again, I love all the sets from the 50s, but if you have to rank them, least favorite. But now that I'm looking at those cards, I'm like, man, that set's awesome too. Like the, I love the writing, like, because it reminds you of the 53 Bowman colored because it's like, you know, big yep. photos. Uh, but then you get that cool writing, different color writing for the names and the team names on there. And um, man, that's not an easy set to find dead centered Copies like that. Wow. Yeah, Those it, are awesome. yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I was really stoked to find three in one auction. Like, boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll take all those. Yeah. I mean, I, I bid $100 higher than what it ended at. I wanted those cards so bad. I know how hard that Banks is to get centered and that Duke Snyder. The Campy, I'm not sure of because I, I haven't hunted for that one. But the Banks, I've hunted for. And the Duke Snyder, I hunted for in the past. I just happen to just love those two. But, yeah, I Man, I got it for $100 cheaper than what I thought. You got oh, a great deal on those. I, I think. was super stoked. I think so, too. Um, so the last set that no one picked as their winner, but it's kind of obvious that it's it's one of the most nostalgic sets ever created by Tops. And if I had a choice to have any set all the way through, I would definitely pick 1952 Tops. There's just no other set like it. Um, and it's another, it's an oversized set oversized cards and and they're impossible to find centered literally like every card 
is either sideways or crooked or or you know the 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 coloring isn't right or the registration they're really hard to find so i struggle with that set i i have probably seven cards graded from that set and and the good ones are on my wall the duke snyder and i think the yogi's in my somewhere uh, somewhere floating around um but i got a couple here did you bring any to show no, I was going to say, I, I honestly only had um, one graded uh, uh, 52 tops card, and I, I recently sold it. It was a Duke Snyder. It was a PSA 6, oh. but it was so badly off-centered that it was one of those cards that, I, I it's a great card, Duke Snyder 52 tops, but every time I would look at it, I just couldn't get over how off-centered it was. So I was like, I'm just going to sell it. And you know what? I'll At some point, I'll focus on that set and try to get maybe a few that have some good eye appeal. But to your point, it's so tough that it's like, that's why I haven't done much with it yet because it's, it's really hard. It's hard to find ones that you f- you'll feel good about looking at, you know? Yeah. That's it. It's so hard. It's it's hard. Cause obviously we, no one likes to poo poo like off-centered cards, but everyone can collect what they want. Right. I can't look at off-centered cards anymore. If they're top to bottom, I have a big, way bigger tolerance and I'm not selling a lot of those, but if they're off-centered side to side by a decent amount, I have a hard time looking at them now. And I sound st- sounds like I'm just some, I don't know what you want to call me, but that's not it. It's my collection and we can do with whatever we want. And, and it's so fun to hunt for ones that are well-centered. And, you know, it, it is what it is, whether everyone wants to hate on it or not. I, I just can't look at super far off center cards the same anymore and it kind of kind of bummed me out because it's like man but yeah real real quick on that i mean i feel the same way and i honestly wish i didn't have that bug in my head i I would probably pay a good amount of money to get rid of that whatever that is where I, i i look at cards now and if they're not pretty pretty good centering uh i don't know i just i i don't i feel bad saying it because all cards are awesome and again, I don't want to sound like a snob, but I, I always said, I'm going to come on here and just be honest. Whatever's in my head, I'm going to say it and how I feel at the time. Maybe I'll change my mind, but yeah, I just, I wish I wasn't like that now where I, where I am so picky with the centering, but I am, and I just got to go with it at this point to really enjoy what I'm buying. And 52 tops cards are very expensive. So uh, if you're going to get a graded one of, of some of these big players, you're going to spend some good money. So you better get a card that you enjoy looking at. That's the way I look at it. That's just, you know, well, that's I'm well, well said Adam, because I feel the exact same way and I'm not bummed. I don't want the bug back that I, I don't want to not, I don't want to like off center cards again, but I totally get it. And, and I, ha- I've dude, I've unloaded hundreds and hundreds of cards this year because of that. And I'm totally, it kind of just a blast because you're, I'm recollecting my entire collection again and it's morphing. I'm not hunting for the exact same cards again because you can't, because you can't, they don't end and they're not, they're not always up there. And if they are, they're super high prices. You just can't hunt for the exact same card. So it's more opportunity comes and I, and I jump on it. But with that said, I find myself buying numerous copies of the same card now and being really stingy and really like snobby is what you said. Yeah. Real snobby with it. And you're like, this one is a tiny bit this way. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. And then I'm like, gosh, are you crazy Dylan? But you know what? It's, it's fun. 
So with that said, let's. I'm, I got two fifty-two cards that I, I brought out. Yeah. One that I just truly love. Um, everyone's seen this one before on my channel. I'm an MVP guy, so you got Bobby Chance. This is his MVP season, his MVP MVP year. This is a five, and it's got his autograph with the 1952 AL MVP. I just love this card, and this is centered enough for the 52 that I will won't I will never get rid of this card, but I won't buy a card as far off centered as this. And it's not that far off center. That's not that bad. Pretty, That's it's not bad. Nice. <laughs> pretty nice. Um, and then here's one I just picked up, which I'm I'm really happy with this one. And it is a little off centered, but it's very inexpensive. I just love the Tigers logo. Um, I don't even know who Jerry pretty is. I have not done any research on it. I'll be honest. Sometimes I just like cards. I, I don't really care if the picture is cool, cool. Like I know lots of guys really want to know the history of every single guy they buy, but in all honesty, um, sometimes I just want to look at the card and, and when the time comes and I hear his name in a book or I'll research it, but I'm not going to go on the internet and hunt and research this guy. Cause I just like the card. It's cool. So you know, different collecting for different people. You know, not that I don't love history is obviously the most important thing in cards for me. I, I love that. But there's plenty of times where I buy a card just because it looks cool and I don't even know who the guy is. I don't care. So with all that said, Adam, anything else you want to add in the 50s tops run that maybe we left out or hasn't been said? No, I think uh I think that was good, but I think that was like a perfect segue into the next part. Um which because what you just said really summed up a lot of what I think about too is um, you know, when, cause I, I collect different things. I collect different errors with the, with the stuff like vintage that I've collected for a while, mostly stuff from the fifties and sixties. A lot of those cards you could always get it. They're always, there's always copies on eBay, graded copies. Uh, so it's not a matter of like, Oh, they don't come around. Like, a lot of these great cards from from the 50s we're looking at 50s and 60s there there's always copies available um but by collecting now based on i appeal rather than grade uh it makes it fun it makes it for me more fun because it is a hunt before it was just like i gotta save up money so that i could buy that card right it was just like time it was like all right i gotta save up 500 bucks so i could buy that card um uh, so that was all and then whenever i have the 500 bucks i'm gonna pick the, the best one <laughs> and get it uh, but now it's it's more about like it might you might wait a year or two for the right. It could be a two. Right. Doesn't matter. Uh, but if, if it looks the way you want it to look centered or, or whatever your eye appeal is, uh, that makes it fun. And that makes it for me uh, more of a chase, more of a hunt, which for me is, is one of the most fun things about collecting uh, rather than just like, you know, saving up money for that next card that you want to get that there's always 20 of on eBay. Uh, it's finding the right one regardless of grade. Um, and kind of the next, I know the next thing you want to talk about is um, my mantle collection. And I, I got some, I got a couple stacks here that I'll run through pretty quickly. I wanted to show some, but on a higher level, more than just showing these cards, it's a, it's an, a kind of a good example of um, like you, you give me a, a, a hard time sometimes in a fun way. And I, I appreciate it. Cause I like that about that I, you know, I go after PSA 10s of some of these, uh, you know, non-vintage cards, right? So vintage, I'm just like you now. I, I go after, I don't care about grade. I just want, I appeal for me. Um, but I that completely changes once I move out of the vintage era. 
when I move out of, you know, even the, you know, seventies or whatever, I move into the eighties and on up, I go for, I'm, I try to collect, you know, nines and tens and tens if I, if I can, uh, because what you'll see here, a lot of my post playing days, mantle cards, there are, there's, if you try to get a PSA 10 of one of these cards, um, you know, like I'll, I'll break them out here in a second, but the chase is really in the grade. Once you move past the vintage era, it like, there's some of these cards where there's probably a million they made of these, uh, you know, 1986 mantle post playing days cards, but they might be a pop seven PSA 10. So it's a combination of a lot of people don't grade them. There's just a ton out there, you know, that are just sitting in binders or boxes or thrown away or still out there in unopened boxes. But the ones that do get graded, they have a very, very low gem rate because they're, again, 40-year-old cards, a lot of them, and there was just bad quality back then. So it, I've created my own chase by going after these nines and tens. There's some of these mantle cards from like the 80s that you might see a PSA 10 come up every like five years. And, uh, you know, I, I might be one of the only ones going after them because some of these go for like 97 bucks and they hadn't sold in five years, PSA 10, uh, that I'll show. But that's kind of, I completely changed my mindset. Uh, and I go after real high grades, tens if I can, because uh, that creates a chase for me. Otherwise, you know, I could just go on eBay and every card that I want is raw. I could buy it. And if I wanted to grade it, I could. It will grade a six or a seven. Um, but the chase and the fun for me comes in grading. So that's something I want to say positive about grading. I know there's a lot of people say grading's a scam and, you know, and there's some validity to that. I agree with, with some of that stuff, but grading also for me has created a lot of fun. The, if it wasn't for grading, uh, I, I don't know, I wouldn't have nearly as fun of a time collecting. Uh, so yeah, in, in a certain way, I do collect slabs when it comes to a certain era, uh, when you get up to the more modern cards. Because um, that makes it a chase. You know, you, you can, again, set your searches and you might not see them for a long time. When they do come up, it's, you know, it's a thrill when you get one. Or if you buy a raw one and you send it in, it comes back a nine or a 10. It's fun, you know, because those are hard to get in some of these cards. So I wanted to say that up front because that's the larger point here. That's that's probably the most fun I've had in my collection, believe it or not, has been collecting post playing days mantle cards. It sounds crazy. But it's been really fun. I've been doing it for years. And just the process of, of trying to get certain ones that are very nostalgic for me, um, it's been a blast. So I got a little box here if you want. I mean, I yeah, just talked Hold on. I want to say something before we, yeah, we continue. Absolutely loved everything you said. I actually agree with everything you said. Everything. I will go out on a limb right now as a collector and say grading is the best thing that ever happened to sports cards i think it is the greatest achievement in sports cards because for me i've said this before it's a, it, it was the great equalizer as a collector as someone who didn't wasn't comfortable buying raw cards it gave me a choice in a in a in a system that i could buy a grade and, a, and know it's authentic and pick what grade i wanted to go and it just created um, I, I just, I don't know where I'm taking that at the really, but in reality, I think I'll, I mean, people can hate me for it, but I, I think grading was the greatest thing that ever happened to sports cards. I think that legitimizes collecting legitimizes our collections themselves, whether we can argue all day long, what a PSA one and a PSA 10 could be, 
whole nother topic, but I love graded cards and I'm totally, I totally love raw cards too. But, uh, uh, you know, I just love it. So let me also talk about your mantle collection. So as you guys know, and you know, I sell on eBay and I've been selling on eBay for 20 years. Mickey Mantle cards are my number one selling item. And I used to buy bulks and mass loads of Mickey Mantle collections on eBay. And then I break them apart and sell them individually. And over the years and years, I, I've always wondered who is buying these Mickey Mantle inserts and these regular, you know, these regular cards. I sell them for like minimum like $4 each. Even those Chase Tots cards from like 2006, I sell those for $3.69 each. I have thousands of these things. So I probably have 4,000 Mickey Mantle cards. So I've pretty much seen every insert out there. Um, and if, if I come across one that I haven't seen, it, it, it's, it's pretty exciting. So uh, guys like you were all my customers, except you were buying graded ones, but I have guys, regular guys that buy for me for years and years and they'll come back and then they'll buy a hundred dollars worth of raw cards, mantle cards. And it just, it blows my mind because I've never been into it. And maybe it's because I made a commitment in my head. I can't collect anything but vintage because I'll just get, I'll get sucked in. I have to sell something. Right. And so my business model is sell my commons and sell my inserts. And I could not, I ha you have to make a stand as a collector. You know, I'm addicted to baseball cards, period. Like I had to figure out which way I'm going to go. And so I, I love that. I finally met someone like you and you, you know, you collect all these cards that I sell. It's just, fascinating to me and i have a question have you got any graded because he did buy some from me have you got any of those graded i have i have the stack ready uh i was going to mention that i have a stack ready of cards that i bought from you but i'm waiting for grading to come i, I think uh let's see recording error what does that mean open the recording tab to mine's still it's still working Okay, <laughs> never mind then. I, whatever that is on my screen, no idea. None of this is recorded. <laughs> okay, it's yeah, we're still live. Um, I haven't graded those yet. I I have a bunch of yours and also other ones that I bought raw. Uh, where I'm I'm waiting. You know, I'm waiting for like, I'm hoping I can get back. If it's like someone gets back to ten dollar grading, yeah. um, I'm waiting on that. So I haven't done that. But over the last few years, before you know, I didn't obviously when grading was just crazy, right? When you had to pay a hundred bucks to grade a car. Obviously I'm not doing that, but you know, there was a time when you could grade cards for yeah, 10 bucks or whatever, where I would, it was fun. You know, you try to buy raw mantle cards uh, and see if they, you can get a nine or a 10. And that's what kind of, I've come to the conclusion that there's a reason why a lot of these pop reports are pretty low. Of course there's lower demand for these type of cards, but uh, they just don't grade. A lot of these don't grade well. I'm not talking about cards from, you know, like the two thousands, but some of these cards from like the late seventies, eighties, even some of the nineties, they don't grade well. Um, so they don't. So that's why a lot of people don't do it. Uh, and that's why I kind of like that chase because, you know, some of these, there's a, I have a few pop one mantle post playing day cards and a PSA 10 that um, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy that there's very low populations, low demand, but also just the nature of it. They don't, they don't grade nines and tens, most of them. So that's why you, you, you see a lot of those raw out there. Well, let's see. Let's see here. Let's see. Oh. So why don't you give us how many mantle cards, non-playing day mantle cards do you own, do you think? Do you have a record of it? Well, no. So this is, I wanted to say this too. I am not a volume collector. 
I am not uh, like some of these guys you see on YouTube where they, they have, it seems like endless cards, raw and graded and everything like that. I am definitely more of a, like a, a selective guy with, with cards. Like I, I don't have the space or the desire really to have a lot of cards. Um, so I'm trying to do it where I can keep them in just like four or five Zion cases. Right. So uh, it's been, I'm, I'm kind of, that's why I've been selling some cards because I'm going over that a little bit, but um, <laughs> I don't have a ton of raw cards anymore. Um, I gave a bunch away, gave some to my nephew. I got some boxes, so I probably have maybe a couple hundred mantle post playing day cards and boxes, but um, I probably have, maybe one Zion case full of post playing days, mantle graded cards. So it's been more of like, you know, if I had, if I had a nine in one of these and then a 10 popped up, I sell the nine and now I have the 10. So I do the upgrade rather than doing doubles and so forth. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it same idea. I know this can get out of hand. Right. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want to become a hoarder. It's just not in the cards, so to speak for me right now, I want to keep it like focused and, be able to keep my stuff someday. I want to be able to put most of it up on a wall. Um, you know, so right now I don't really have the best setup for that like you, but that is my ultimate goal is I want to be able to display most of my cards and not have a bunch of them tucked away. So anyway, without further ado, so basically Mickey Mantle's career ended in his last playing days card was 1969. So now didn't he wasn't Mantle wasn't his last game in 68. His last yes. time he batted. Yep, he didn't play in '69, but tops. So weird. He retired. I think it was like late, so like later, so that um, they put him in that '69 set, which created one of the coolest mantle cards, which is the uh, mantle in white letters '1969 tops card, which is like one of the one of the first parallels, right? And it's yeah. very chased after, and it sells for a lot more money. So it's cool that they did that. It, they probably did it unintentionally, you know. So, but it's it's cool that that's out there. But this is a something I found out about pretty recently. I want to credit uh, Mike Junkwax Hero. He did a video on this, and I had no idea. Did you know that um, Mickey Mantle is actually in the 1971 Topps Yankees team card? Wow. Uh, let me zoom way in. And there he is, right? Oh, right there, like to the right, second one almost in there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see him. Yep. Holding wow. his arms, he was a, he was the first base coach in nineteen whatever seventy or seventy one. So this I guess qualifies as a Mickey Mantle post playing days card. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to get on eBay right now before everyone else does. Yeah, yeah. So I I I, I saw a video Mike did. I and uh, I saw it. And I was like, oh, I gotta get one of those. <laughs> so wow. thank you. Yep. yep. That's sick. So that's that's kind of like my first post playing days card of Mantle. You'll love these. Uh, but that one of the first, if not the first card on card, 75. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a Mint 9 OPG. Wow. Wow. Love the card on card of that um, 75. And then I got the other one, too, in a PSA 8, the 57 MVP card on card. Glorious. And so what's also cool, too, is do you have any TCMA cards? I do. I have I have a few of those right now. This is a 77 Mantle TCMA card. Again, to, to try to find one of these, I have safe searches. I've had them for a long time. You do not see nines and tens of this card pop up. Uh, there's, you know, I don't know how many out there, not a ton, but 8.5 is the highest. 
I got this card graded myself and I was happy with an 8.5, but 77 TCMA Renata Galasso Mickey Mantle card, 8.5. Uh, these are tough. So it, it makes it fun because when they do pop up, I get all excited, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then you've probably seen this set before Baseball Immortals. That's one of my favorite sets of all time. 1980 first printing 8.5 again anyone out there if anyone has a lead on a on a nine i don't care if it's sgc or psa or whatever a nine or a ten in this card hit me up i'm buying so i'm gonna uh, have eight. a nine sitting in my box i got a few no. of those <laughs> no yeah wait well i'll tell you man these I'm cards gonna look through not, i'm gonna look through them now they don't grade well at all wow. so 8.5 okay. is like a win for this card wow but I just love, these are nostalgic for me. As a kid, oh, these were the cards I had. You know, these are the best mantle cards I could get when I was a kid. So going back now and trying to hunt for nines and tens, it's it's fun. And let's see, 83. We all know the uh, the uh, Hall of Fame heroes, the 83 Donruss Perez Steel card. Man, it, for a while, it took me to find a, a PSA 10 of this card. And Man, I've got, I have like 100 of those. Yeah, again. There are so many of these, right? <laughs> but try to find a, try to find a ten in some of these cards. It's wow. very tough. Very tough. This is right. good. This is a learning lesson for me. I, yeah. I love it. Uh, this one's this is a crazy one. Okay. How about a Joplin Miners? Okay, this is a 1984 baseball card magazine cutout. Of, I have not seen that. It's in a ba 1984 baseball card magazine. It's a um, hand cut, so it's pulled out of the magazine. I think this is either a pop two or a pop one. There's only one or two uh, PSA tens of this that exist. Wow. And it's a, just a cool card. I mean, it's again, it's from a magazine, which I love. And it's got him with his, uh, it's like a pre-rookie card, you know, with a Joplin Miners uniform on. So that's incredible. Love this card. Uh, this one of, one of my favorite nostal nostalgic sets, 86 Big League Chew. Oh, yeah. And again, if anyone knows of a nine or a 10 in this card, please let me know. I'm, I want to buy it. Uh, 8.5 is the best I've been able to get so far on this one. I'm going to look through my box. There has been, I've been looking on eBay for a long, long time, years. I've never seen one pop up in a nine or a 10. So, wow. Yeah. Weird. But again, it makes it fun for me. I like that. Because otherwise it would just be like in one day I could go on eBay and scoop up all the raw cards yeah. and, and and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I mean, I'm just not a volume collector. I, I'm looking to, you know, have like one copy of a card. And if I can, in these, like the best grade I can get. So um, I know you're not a huge fan of these, but I always thought they, I, I still don't understand how they work, but this is the 1986 Sport Flicks, Mickey Mantle, Decade Greats, and a PSA 10. And again, tough card. They don't grade that well, right? So it's pretty yeah. cool to have this. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the sport flicks at all. I, don't, I know, I've heard you say as that. As a kid, so. I'm like, eh. I just like <laughs> run my fingernail along it, making the sound. That was about all I liked about them. <laughs> yeah, I got it. How about this one? Everyone's probably seen this one. Oh, oh yeah. All-time greats. If anyone has ever seen a PSA or SGC 10 of this card, please let me know. Uh, this is the best I've been able to do, a PSA 9 wow. mint in this card. Always, again, I had like a stack of these when I was a kid. but. Yeah. They were all off-centered. They were all, you know, they're just, you don't find high grades. Um, all right, we're moving up. 88. These are all nostalgic cards. 88. I had like, I don't know where I got it, but this is Mickey. This is a promo card from Mickey Mantle's restaurant. 
1988, he opened a restaurant. I, I don't know if it might still be open in New York City. Yeah, who did he uh, open that with? Another player, yeah? Uh, I don't know. It says on the back, it says, uh, for immediate release, opening day was February 6th, 1988. Yankee legend returns to New York to open a restaurant and sports bar on the glamorous Central Park South. It just, I, don't, I don't know. I, it might have just been him, but and it might still be open. It, one, one of the good business ventures he ever did was that restaurant, I heard. But uh, I, I had one of these when I was a kid all beat up and. Uh, the best I've been able to do so far is a mint nine on this, but he was getting, he, he opened it up for the booze. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he <laughs> sorry, hung up. Sorry, there. Nick. <laughs> yep, yep. I know you stopped at the end. That's right. Uh, oh, and the, these, okay. These are my most nostalgic and this is my favorite set of post playing days mantle. Wow. Um, and these are big ones. You, I've never shown these. These are pretty recent pickups. You've probably seen, I did a video on, the 1988 Pacific Legends, another one of those sets that seems like most people don't care about. Uh, but for me, when I was a kid, that was like, I love that set. That's like the gray that. border, yep. the really and ugly gray border. I waited years. I don't think a PSA, there's seven PSA 10s of this card. One of, I don't care what year it's from, it's one of the best mantle pictures I've ever seen on a card. That is a nice, that is a nice looking photo of mantle. This, like that's that making mantle. That, like, that is a Mickey Mantle photo. And, you know, it's you so look young. at some of his playing days cards, especially like some of the ones from the 60s where he was hung over and, you know, getting old. Uh, they're not the best photos. They're great, you know, great cards because of the time period they're from and, and the sets they're from. But come on, some of these Mantle cards, the photos aren't great from the 60s. Uh, but this, I don't care. It's from 1988. This is, you know, when I think Mickey Mantle, uh, he's got the, this is a 1952 patch on. So this is him taken during the 52 season and um, just a beautiful photo. I, I've never seen this photo. I, like it's not a reprint from another card or something else. This is the first time I ever saw this photo on this card. And that's uh, really cool. You know about the patch too. I, I wouldn't, I would have never known that. Yep. That, and awesome. I, I had a PSA nine again, a PSA nine, you can, you know, get for 20, 30 bucks when they come up, there's I think 20 or 30 of them, but the 10, there's seven of them. And I waited, I think it, it was 10 years. It was 10 years before, I think the last one that sold before I bought this one in 2022 here for 97 bucks, um, it, it was 2011 was the last PSA 10 that sold. So they, wow. I, they, I never thought one would come up. I graded a bunch myself. I sent in some ones that looked pretty good and <laughs> it came back eights, sevens and eights. So, you know, this was such a, like I've never been so excited to win a $97 card in an auction. It was like, that's insane. Great. And then, um, you know, I really went for it on this one. I really wanted to commemorate that set because it's my favorite set. 1988 Pacific legends. Wow. I don't think there's that many that I've been able to see autographed ones of this. This is a BGS, uh, same card auto. I don't know why they grade autographs, but this is a 10 autograph. Beautiful autograph. Love the way he signed it. Great signature. And to get this card signed, um, this was a huge get for me. That's awesome. Man, yeah. that is just an incredible card right there. What a feeling when I got that and I got the PSA 10. It felt like, well, it felt a little, it felt a little like sad. I was like, oh, it's that chase is over. Chase is done. But I'm so glad I have it now, you know? Yes. All right, I'm moving along. I'm going to move a little quicker here on these. Um, you remember the starting lineups, right? Well, how about yeah. this? 
I think this is like a, I don't know, pop three or two. There's only, wow. <laughs> there's only been uh, PSA 10 of this mantle card, 1989 starting lineup card that came in the box with the action figure. Um, I got this a while back, but very hard to find on these. Not that most people probably don't want them, but that's okay. I, I hope it stays that way. I'll keep That's buying. an awesome card. Yep. And then uh, 89 Bowman. This uh, reprint, uh, this is a Tiffany <laughs> PSA 10. To, uh, it's a reprint, I know, but I love I love the set when it came out because it was like reprints of old mantle cards. So um, got this one. One of the I got the hardest copy to find: PSA ten and a Tiffany. Dude, to find oh, it's a Tiffany. Oh yep. wow, okay. Tiffany, dude, back. you gotta take you gotta take that stupid PSA case off right now. It's I know. In the I way, it's blocking I the know. card. I know. I, off of there. I'm, every card I show that I take the sleeve off, I just throw the sleeve away now. I'm not using sleeves anymore. Uh, right. Oh, that's good. It stacks better. I'm done with the sleeves, man. It's because it's like <laughs> if it scratches the case, whatever, like you can it, you can't see the card that great. So, yeah, I agree. All right. I got a few more left here. Dude, I, I hope you brought the scores. I did. That's what's okay, coming good. up. Here. These are some of, the, some of the real big ones. Those are like nostalgic cards that don't come around. But these are you've probably seen some of these. Uh, this this is just a funny one. A reprint of 52 Tops. The closest I can get to this card right now. Oh, this yeah. is a promo card, promo code from the 91 East Coast National PSA 10. Really cool. This thing sells for like three, four hundred bucks, believe it I or not. Gonna I, guess, I was going to guess that. Yeah, so it's just cool to have this. Um, this, I think, is a pop one. This is a 91 Tough Stuff Junior cutout from uh, 91 uh, Tough Stuff Junior PSA 10 mantle card. I have never seen that card before, but I don't see cutout cards. No, it's just oddball stuff. Oddball yeah. stuff. And that's what's so fun about doing this is you, you know, Mantle's like a constant. He he has been, he's in all these different sets all through the years, even after his career. Like you said, insert cards. So by going after those, you discover sets and oddball stuff that you probably never would have all, all throughout the 80s and 90s, 2000s. So um, it's it, you learn a lot too by collecting a player that's in that many sets over the years. Uh, all right, here are the two biggies that you were talking about. All right, pack odds. This is 1991 score. There was a seven subset of mantle cards that were inserted, um, where they I think it was uh, 356 copies of each one were supposedly autographed, but there's no way that that many are out there, um, and. This is a going, going, gone. This is a, the pack odds on these are apparently one in 30,000 packs of 91 score. One that's, like one, that's like one of the coolest cards. To me, that, that card's so way, I don't want to say it, but it's way, way, way undervalued compared to like a Kobe Bryant auto or a Michael Jordan auto. And that's from 92. Like those were unheard of. You never would have seen that as a kid. Never. 90, 91 and yeah this is 91 score and uh yeah mint nine bgs 10 auto i mean the the thing i go i don't try to collect every mantle post plan days cards it's just if i like the look of it if i like the photo if i like the look of the card i'll go after it. but i'm not like a completionist where i'm like trying to get every mantle card because i'm not interested in i just want to get the ones that i like the look of and this you know great shot uh action shot yeah that one's insane he, I call him, he's the king of the hobby because uh, obviously for the card reasons, but everything like his, even his signature is like perfect. It's like, yeah, a perfect it is. Signature. I don't know. It's just like, 
Beautiful. And um, I have one other from that subset. One of the greatest photos, uh, young Mick and Billy Martin getting ready to go out on the town. 8.5 BGS, 10 auto. The auto is actually on the back in this one. Yep. That's awesome. So, the rookie. Really so, cool. These are just real, really cool cards. And um, uh, moving on here, 94. Now, he didn't have a 1954 Tops card, but in 94, Upper Deck did a what their version would have been. Uh, Mint 9 on that, 94 awesome. Mantle. Imagine if that, that card existed. That would be Man, sick. that's such a good-looking card. Yep. Uh, probably, so the biggest, my biggest post-Mantle playing days card, everyone knows this one. This is the... Uh, 90 94 upper deck mantle griffey now i i because i don't you know I, I collect mantle i wanted to save some money and i said i'm gonna i'm going <laughs> for one that just has the mantle auto on it <laughs> so oh, that's it yeah. wow dude i can't believe you have that card it's just uh, incredible yeah this is this was one i had to get um expensive card uh, i think the pack odds on these were like one in three 3,500, one in 3,000 or something like that, but they're probably even higher than that. Um, got yeah, a nine, nine on the autograph. No idea why. It looks like a good signature, but again, I don't I don't understand the whole auto grading thing, to be I'm honest. Not, I'm not too keen on that either. I don't quite get it. But just like to have, pen have ran out of ink so cool. and you're like, okay. Yeah. I, I pulled out a few more. Real, I'm going to go through these quick, but uh, Ken Golden owned a company called Scoreboard in the, in the late 90s. Oh, yeah, I have plenty of those. Is this this number seven right this is like the super short print right so they did um what there was like a seven card series you had to collect all seven and if you send them in then you can win like 7700 bucks or something <laughs> so it was like a little contest and this was like the chase card wow uh, i didn't know that that's good. yeah the number seven my, wow I so i got it in a 9.5 now the question is did ken golden actually pay out on that contest uh, i think the guys from <laughs> sports card radio might want to look into that <laughs> oh man don't mention don't mention no <laughs> who's that i've never heard sports who, sports card who uh all right and then again scoreboard same thing again you could get these cards in a psa 10 for like when they come up 20 bucks but what i love is That's look at awesome. this it's got a it's got a switch hitting photo remember that card from 62 tops that says the switch hitter connects i love that card yeah 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 two, but, two uh, pictures or is that three or two pictures oh, what has three but one of the things that always kind of bugged me about it, even though I love it, is I always thought, like, why didn't they show him switch hitting? They should have had a photo of him. Every photo is him, I think, hitting from the left side of the plate in that card. And I, and I always thought, like, you know, if they use, like, a photo like this or whatever, that would have been even yeah. better. You know? Yeah, that would have been insane. Yeah. Um, again, by, by collecting Mantle through all these years, you get to really go through the evolution of the hobby. Or some people would call it, call it the um, – de-evolution of the hobby but i love these these uh patch cards this is 2001 upper deck game used pinstripe card psa 10 of mantle oh yeah that's one of the original that's one of the originals that's when they started doing the uh the inserts the patches yep. and stuff yeah they just started that up like a couple years before that maybe and here's a bat card from the same set psa 10 so this mantle game use stuff and even if your guy's not Mantle, if you collect, uh, you know, Stan Musial, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, a lot of the guys are in these sets, too, with the same type of cards where, you know, it's fun. I think it's fun. You know, you can chase like every set I showed through the 80s and so forth. It's not just Mantle. You know, there's a lot of legends that whoever your guy is, if it's Stan Musial, you can 
you know, you could try to do something like that. And, and it is fun if you have any interest. So here. Oh, there it is. Yep. Switch hitter connects. I love that card, but yeah, it doesn't look like it's got all left-handed, uh, left-handed swings on there. All right. I only got a few more, but, yeah, uh, you know, stuff I'm like this. Some of these photos are so much better than like what you see on some of his vintage cards. <laughs> but, oh, that uh, thing's incredible, that one. Oh, wait, yeah. yeah. 2008 tops. Um, not a hard card to find, but I just love the design, love the photo. So for me, that's like you, like you were talking about. For you, it's not always about the player. You just sometimes you just love a card regardless of the player. And I'm like that with mantle cards too. It's like the card just looks awesome. I don't care what year it's from. It's a card. I don't care if it's after he played thing just looks great so that's why i want to have them and uh 2008 again look at that like photo we got the number sgc 10 2008 tops mantle and i've had people been like why do you grade or get graded cards of mantle from 2007 or 2008 that's me and, and my answer is because i like them you know i love the, it I the love same it. The same guys you see on youtube that they're always preaching collect what you like collect what you love they're the same guys asking me why I collect graded copies of Mantle from 2007. So it's like, which is it? I'm collecting what I like. <laughs> well, hey, 2008 tops right there. That's in the running for my favorite design in the 2000s. I love that 2008. Oh, good. So, so sick. sick. And then you can even do your shiny stuff if you like that stuff. Mantle, you got an X-Fractor. Look at this oh, card. Yeah. yeah. I know we're, look, we're vintage guys at heart, right? But you got to admit. That's a cool look at that card. Yeah, I can admit that looks pretty awesome. I mean, you just gotta, it's a different mindset, but like this is beautiful, man. A PSA 10, 2000 tops chrome, 2011 tops chrome, X Fractor, the Mick diving. I mean, that's that's just cool to me. I don't care what awesome. you're It's awesome. And then a couple, all right, I got four more real quick. Sorry, I, I'm going along with this. Um, you know what the a, I, we're in 2021 now, so I go throughout the years. This is a, uh, <laughs> Dice, I graded this myself, dice game card. Uh, that's a very, like, I think there's four originals that exist. So uh, 2021 Tops did a, a reprint set of all Mantle's cards, including the uh, dice game card. And they have parallels. And this is a gold version numbered to 50. Uh, and I sent it in, got a 9.5. Uh, I just, I just, Stop. this is close to I'll ever get to a dice game card. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I love it. And I also scored, this was a big score for me. I could sell this card for like pretty good money. This is a same card, but it's a seven parallel, meaning they're numbered to seven. So there's wow. only seven of these. And I scored one of these in a box I got for like 15 bucks or whatever. What number did you get? Is that a six? Yeah, it's a six. Is that so, a, his original number, right? Yeah, his original. So it is a, it's not maybe as good as a seven, but he did wear six. That's so, awesome. That's yeah. kind of a unique right there. Yep. So if I put this up on eBay, there's a, there are a few crazy people like me. This thing would probably, this thing would probably go for like 500 bucks. Yeah, I bet. Especially like, I feel like number six, like it, when you know the history of Mantle and that, yep. it, it's pretty special. Two more. Uh, I mentioned this on our, one of our, uh, I think we had was the fifties thing we did maybe, but one of the things we're on together, this is a, a card I got from that same thing. 2021 tops X, the only gold label. This is a uh, old label in uh, 51 tops design of what a mantle card would be if he had one. Dude, that's glorious. A gold label. I never see those. No, I, I literally, I was shocked. I'm like, a gold label? How did I get a gold label? But it is. It's, uh, you know, looks like it's perfect. So 
And then the last one. Oh, hold on. Let me get you back. Last one. One more. This will people will get a kick out of this one. Uh, you you really want to go modern? How about a kaboom? Oh, kaboom! Did you even know that Mantle had a kaboom? Never knew that ever. I mean, look, I get it. I, I make fun of it too. The you know the shiny stuff and the modern crazy prices and everything. But come on, this is a look at this card. Look at the look at this thing. You know what it's missing though. Is his logo? Yeah, the logo. Where's the Yankees logo? You know, I that's know. the sad part. It's I not know. their fault. But. There's nothing they could do about that, I guess. But uh, yeah, Kaboom Mantle from 2021 Absolute SGC 10, and uh, man, just Dude, look at he, that thing shining. Jeff, Jeff would love that. Who? Jeff, sports card investor. Oh, would oh. love that card right there. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I may sell it to him because <laughs> I, I've said this before, but. Um, you know, a lot of my collection someday that I have a white whale out there with mantle and it's, it's, uh, I, it's the 52 tops, right? I kind of, I kind of downplay it because, you know, part of me is like, I guess, mad at myself for not making a move on it years back or whatever. Um, and it's same thing. It's hard to find one that you really like the look of in, in a, I mean, it's crazy prices, right? But even if you want to get a one that's like, looks like it got run over by a truck, you know, and you got to pay 20,000 for it. But at some point, it might be 10, 20 years from now. I don't know. At some point, I'm going to have to sell a big portion of my collection unless I come into some money or hit the lottery. Because I need to have one of those at least for some point because that will complete my mantle run. I, have, I haven't shown them. Maybe we'll do this some other time. But yes. I have, I think, every other mantle, you know, mainstream playing days card besides the 52 tops. So that's the last one. I'm not getting anytime soon, but... I have to get it at some point. So I might have to sell a lot of cards to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? See what so happens, there we are. Right? Dude, Adam, so stoked you shared all that. I, I learned a whole bunch because I have a whole bunch of that stuff and it's just not graded. I'm going to go in my boxes and, and cycle through my cards and see if there's anything that I should be getting graded and take them off the eBay site. Cause I have thousands of mantle cards like that. Just not graded. So you know kind of my buy eyes. I'm buying right here. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, anything else you want to add before we uh, let everybody uh, go? I don't think so. No, I think, um, you know, we went an hour. So that's pretty good Perfect. amount of time. And um, this was cool. Episode two in the books. And uh, already looking forward to episode three. Like, like I mentioned on the last one, you know, feel free. Anyone watching out there, um, shoot us ideas, things you'd like us to turn back the clock and look at. And then also, you know, current and future stuff that we can talk about topics like that, because we like to do that on every episode, talk about stuff from the past and talk about some current and future stuff too. So please feel free. Awesome. Love it. You know, and I think I could do a caveat for both of us saying this is that things that we talk about and things we discuss, there are opinions and there, and when you are collect, when you're collecting things, you collect anything you want. And when you hear someone say this is the most important thing in collecting, don't take what they say as the facts. Do your own research and do your own thought process and run it through your own brain and collect what makes you happy and what satisfies your collecting needs. So what we have to say is just we like to express it, and that's all. So with all that said, you guys were awesome for staying around and listening, and we had an absolute blast episode two of turn back the clock 
and Adam and I are just grateful to be doing this and enjoy it. So with that said, guys, we'll see you in a couple weeks for episode number three on Adam's Splendid Sports uh, channel. So that's it, guys. Thanks, guys. Later.